Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. Hi, I'm Katie Susan. You're watching Healing Your Soul, Real Keys to the Miraculous. I've lived through every conceivable trauma, plus I specialized in sin. I was a career criminal. I robbed people. I stuck guns in their faces. I kicked their doors down. I caused high-speed chases. I drove around in stolen cars and motorcycles. I cooked dope, I sold dope, and I was also a drug addict. I smoked it, I snorted it, I stuck it in my arm. But now I'm the head of a ministry that is transforming the lives of people all around the world. I've had a real life-changing transformation because the Lord has given me so much healing in my own soul. I've now seen thousands and thousands of miracles that have caused real breakthrough in other people's lives. God has changed me so much that he's enabled me to help others change. To look at me now, you wouldn't even believe that I once lived the life I lived. So what's caused me to experience this amazing transformation in my own life? I've received a lot of healing in my soul. Today, I'm gonna teach you the simple steps to getting healed in your soul, the same simple steps that I practice every single day, the same steps that have caused me to experience countless miracles in my own life, Miracles in my finances, miracles in my body, miracles in my marriage, and my relationships, and miracles in my ministry. Those are the steps you're going to learn today. I'm going to give you the keys, two simple keys to getting your soul healed. And these are keys you're going to use over and over and over again. You're going to apply these two simple things about Jesus to this long list of issues that are coming from your soul. And you're going to see, you're going to start to have miracles in your life. Amen? So let's look at what those two things are. What are those weapons that 2 Corinthians 12 talked about? It said that we have uh, weapons of our warfare which are mighty, mighty for the throwing down of these strongholds. What are those mighty weapons that make us what that word mighty means? Strong in soul. There are two things. It's the blood that comes from Jesus' sacrifice at the cross. And a power called dunamis that comes from the resurrection, from his victory at the resurrection. Let's start with the blood. The Bible says that Jesus shed his blood at the cross for every sin that would ever wound your soul. Now, look, we all know Jesus died for sin, right? Okay, and most of us know that he also died for sickness, correct? The Bible says that he said that he, that he was wounded for our transgressions. Right? And that surely he has borne our sicknesses and by his stripes we are healed. So there it is. Isaiah 53 says that Jesus died for our sin and our sicknesses in our physical body. But what we don't realize is Jesus also died for the sicknesses in our soul. Go to Mark 8:16. This is a prophetic word coming to pass that Isaiah spoke in chapter 53. In verse 17, it says this, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Jesus, he himself, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Okay, so this scripture is a fulfillment of the promise that uh, was spoken in Isaiah 53. It says that Jesus took our infirmities. 
The word infirmity there in the Greek means this. Listen, this is from the Strong's. Weakness and infirmity of the body and of the soul. Did you hear that? And of the soul. Right there is your legal right. Jesus died for your soul to be healed. Not just for the sin or the physical sickness, but for the sickness and infirmity in here, in the soul. Amen? You have a legal right to believe and put your faith on your soul being healed because Jesus died for it. It says he took our infirmities. And that means weakness and infirmity of the body and of the soul. Amen? See, when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, it washed away every sin that would ever wound your soul. That's why Leviticus 17 reads like this. In verse 11 it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. The word atonement refers to the covering over of sin. Well, Jesus' blood actually washes away the sin. The sin what? That's in the soul. Jesus' blood washes away every single sin that has ever wounded your soul, whether you sinned against your own self or someone sinned against you or even your ancestors sinned and made a wound in their soul and passed it down. Jesus' blood takes that sin out. Amen? That's why Leviticus 17 says it's the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. So whenever you are starting to get healing for your soul, that's what you start with, the blood. And I think we all know that. How many of you, when you have an issue, like, you know, a dispute with somebody or you're fighting uh, an issue at your business or your ministry or maybe you're sick in your physical body, what's one of the first thing you, things you do? You go in your closet and repent, don't you? Right? As you as Christians, you do that. You go in your closet and repent. I think we all understand that. But there's one more step that we don't understand. We've been repenting and repenting for years, and that's the good thing to do. We've been forgiving, and that's a great thing to do. We're supposed to do that. We're called as believers to do that. We're called to apply the blood in that way. But we have to understand something, that when we sin, that sin can wound us. And there is a different power, a special power, that's especially for the healing of those wounds that come from sin and that also come from trauma. What is that power? It's a power called dunamis that comes to us from the resurrection. Let's look at that. Acts 10, 38. It said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So God put this anointing on Jesus, Holy Spirit and power. And Jesus used that anointing of power to go around healing people. What is so special about this anointing of power? Let's look and see what it means. That word power there in the Greek, it is the Greek word dunamis. And it has a couple different meanings, but I'm just going to tell you two. Number one, it means this, the power to perform miracles. So what does that mean? God anointed Jesus Christ with power. So that power that God gave Jesus gave him the Ability to perform all those amazing miracles. You want to know how Jesus did the miracles? He did it with dunamis. It enabled him to cause the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. Amen? Because that word dunamis means the power to perform a miracle. But it also means this. Excellence of soul. Think about it. 
The word dunamis means moral power and excellence of soul. What does that mean? That means when Jesus was going around healing peeps in their physical bodies, it was because lots of times he was healing them in their souls. He was causing them to be excellent of soul. He was healing the wounds that were, were inside of them with this power of dunamis. And then what would happen? 3 John 1 would happen in those people's lives. When Jesus would release dunamis on people, they would become excellent of soul, and then all of a sudden their physical health would, would, would be healed, eh? Their bodies would be healed. So what happened? 3 John 1, they were being prospered in their health even as their soul was prospered. Do you understand that? Their physical bodies were following suit. When your soul gets healed, then your physical body follows suit. We don't understand that Jesus was going around causing people to be excellent of soul with this dunamis power. And then their physical bodies would get healed also. They'd be prospered and be in health even as their soul is prospered. When's the last time that you prayed for yourself to be physically healed or you prayed for somebody else to be physically healed and you actually prayed for your soul or you prayed for their soul? Really? When is the last time you prayed for somebody's soul to be healed when they had cancer? When's the last time you had a backache and you prayed for your soul to be healed? See, we go, in the name of Jesus, I command pain to go. I command that cancer to die. I command that bone to grow. I command that virus to go. Right? I, I command heart disease to be gone. We say stuff like that, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing we're living out is the soul. The Bible says we'll be prospered and be in health even as our soul is prospered. Jesus was healing people with dunamis power, and it gave him the power to do two things. The power to perform a miracle, that's what dunamis means, and the power to cause people to be excellent of soul. He was healing them in their soul and their body. We're called to do it like Jesus. You got to start praying for people's souls because you have dunamis too. God anointed Jesus Christ with power, dunamis, but the disciples got it too. Remember in Luke 10, I believe it is, it says that Jesus gave them power to drive out demons and heal the sick. That's dunamis right there. Look it up. The disciples had it too. They were going around healing people in their physical bodies by healing them in their souls. We get it too. How do we get it? We get it through the resurrection. What does Paul say in Philippians 3.10? He says this, that I might know him, meaning Jesus, and the power, dunamis, of his resurrection. See, there's this power called dunamis, and it comes to us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ won that victory over death and the grave, he gave us the ability to be living a new resurrected life with him. And one of the ways we do that is by receiving this power of dunamis that comes through the resurrection. We get dunamis through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to challenge you. For centuries, the church has been pleading the blood, right? We plead the blood on everything. We plead the blood over our house. We plead the blood over our children. We plead the blood over sickness. We plead the blood, right? We plead the blood. We're good about the cross and the blood, aren't we? But how many of you have been praying, just spending the same amount of time pleading dunamis over yourself? You've got to have both. 
You need the blood from the cross and the dunamis power from the resurrection. Let's say you do get sick. You go in your closet and you say, God, if this sickness is coming from a sin of mine or a sin of my ancestors or somebody sinned against me, put your blood on it. But then you come out and you're still sick. It's like, does that mean that the blood is not, is not powerful enough? No, the blood is doing a specific job. See, the blood has a specific job. When you look in the Old Testament, what does it say? That every time they shed the blood in the Old Testament, what was it for? Atonement of sin. Sin. It was washing away the sin. See, the blood's job is to wash away the sin that wounded your soul. In the New Testament, it talks about the blood always for the sin. Like in Hebrews 9, it says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. In Colossians 1, it says, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. 1 John 1, 7 says that we have the blood of Jesus Christ, and it cleanses us from our sin. The blood is for the sin. Everybody say, the blood is for the sin. But you know what? Sin wounds you. Sin can wound your soul. And what you need for that wound is the power of dunamis that comes through the resurrection. Because that power, that word dunamis means excellent of soul. It's what heals the wound that came from the sin. Look, you need them both. Without the resurrection, Jesus' payment that he paid on the cross doesn't go into effect. Do you understand that? Jesus paid a full and complete payment for the penalty of sin and sickness. He paid it on the cross. But unless there was a resurrection, that payment would never go into effect. Without the resurrection, Jesus would still be a man dead in a tomb. And the payment he paid for you to be healed of sin and sickness would be dead in the tomb with him. You need the cross and the resurrection. How many of you have been baptized into Christ? Baptized into Christ. Think about what it means. What happens when you go to do a a baptism in the natural to signify that you have been baptized into Christ in the supernatural? What happens? You you go down in the water, right? What What does that indicate? What does that represent? That you went down in death with Christ at the cross, right? But then what do you do? Then you come up out of the water to new life at the resurrection, you don't just go down in death at the cross and stay in a little water and drown. You come up. You come up. You come up to new life at the resurrection. It's both. There's not just one. There's not just the cross. There's the cross and the resurrection. Down in death at the cross, up to new life at the resurrection. Look, people get out their stones and they want to throw them at me when I preach this message because they're saying, you're denigrating the cross. No, I'm not. I'm saying we need everything Jesus did for us. We've got to start partaking of both. We've got access. You've already been baptized into Christ. You already have access to the blood that came from the cross and to this dunamis power that came from the resurrection. It's already yours. If you're born again in Jesus Christ, you already have it, but you just haven't been stepping into it. You haven't been decreeing that your soul is excellent. You haven't been praying for the wounds in your soul to be healed by dunamis. And you're still sick, and you're still broke, and you're still getting divorced, and you're still losing your house, and your business is still shutting down, and you're still having major issues and debacles in your life. You're still having major issues, and it could be because you've only partaken of half of what Jesus did for you, the cross. Now let's get it all, amen? We've got to start praying that our souls be filled with dunamis. That is biblical. 
Ephesians 3.16. In the Amplified, here's Paul. This is what he prayed. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in your inner man by the Holy Spirit himself. What's he praying there? He's praying that we would be filled with mighty power, right? What is that word power there? It's the Greek word dunamis. And where's he praying that that power would go? Into your inner man. What's that? Look it up. It's your soul. And he's saying that when your soul is filled with this mighty power of dunamis, that you will be strengthened and reinforced in your soul. Paul instructed us to pray that way, but are we? We go into our closet and we say, oh God, I sinned and I repent and I ask for you to put your blood and I'm thinking that this sin could have made this sickness I'm having right now and and I'm asking you to heal me right now and wash me clean of, of that sin and if my ancestors did it, Forgive their sin. If somebody sinned against me, forgive them too, Lord. But put your blood on me. And then we go, amen, and we walk out of the closet still sick. We need to stay in there. And after we plead the blood and go, amen, then we need to go like this. Now, God, I've been baptized into Christ. I've got both. I went down in death with him at the cross, but I came up to him at new life, new life at the resurrection. That's where I'm going to have new life. I'm going to have the new life given to me because I have the resurrection power. I command my soul to be filled with dunamis. I decree I am excellent of soul. I decree every wound inside of me is being healed right now. I have the power of dunamis. I decree I'm being strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in my inner man right now. We've been missing the second step. Look, when I started doing this, it changed my life. I always wondered what was wrong. I'd be praying and praying and repenting 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 again and then repenting again and then repenting again. And I'd still be mad at that person or I'd still be sick or I'd still have that problem in my life. And it's because there was still a wound there. And it was making me still be mad at that person, making me still be sick, making me still have that problem in my life. Amen? We've got to start getting healed in here because our spirit man is not the problem. It's our soul. We're going to pray into what we just learned so that you can start getting your soul healed. Let's start with the blood. Remember the Bible says that Jesus took our infirmities. Mark 8:16 says that Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. The word infirmity there in the Greek means weakness and infirmity of the body and of the soul. Right there is your legal right to get healed. Because Jesus died for your soul, not just for your sin or for the physical sickness that's afflicting you, but for the sickness and the infirmity in here, in your soul. You have the legal right to believe and put your faith on your soul being healed. Because when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, it washed away every sin that could ever wound your soul. That's why Leviticus 17 says, the blood atoneth for the soul. Jesus' blood actually washes away every single sin that could ever wound your soul. Whether you sinned against yourself or someone sinned against you or even your ancestors sinned and made a wound in their soul and then passed it down to you. Whenever you start to get healing for your soul, you always begin with the blood. So pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask forgiveness for any sin 
that I committed that wounded my soul. Wash me clean of all my sins, the sins of my ancestors, and also any sins committed against me. I put your blood on those sins. And I also forgive people who hurt me. Leviticus 17 says your blood atones for my soul. So I believe your blood is washing me clean of every sin in my soul right now. And I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, do we stop there? No, we've been repenting and repenting for years, and we must continue to do that. But we didn't understand that sin makes a wound in our soul, and there's a special power that comes from the resurrection that's specifically for the healing of those wounds. In Philippians 3, Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. That word power there in the Greek is the word dunamis, and it means the power to perform miracles and excellence of soul. Remember in Acts 10, dunamis was the power Jesus used to heal people in both body and soul. You're going to be healed by that same power because you have resurrection, dunamis power already living inside your spirit man. So let's release it to your soul. Are you ready? Put your hand on your stomach and let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, sin has wounded my soul, but your dunamis power can heal every wound inside of me. I've already been resurrected to a new life in you. So dunamis lives in my spirit. I decree it's flowing into my soul right now and causing me to be excellent of soul. Heal every wound inside of me. Cause my soul to be excellent in every place where I've been injured. Fill me with your resurrection power in both my soul and my body. I know when my soul gets healed, I will be prospered in my finances and in my health, even as my soul is prospered. So I receive my healing now in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.